once again, you're listening to What's Up Aboard, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. I just want to know, what's yours? With that being said, one of the weekly goals of this podcast is to help people like you learn from our guests and comprehend information from a different lens of perspective. To all the listeners out there, both old and new, salute. Now let's begin this episode. Over to you, Wardy Ward. Thank you, Mr. Ward, for that intro. So let's get into it. Again, my name is Wardy Ward, and I'm going to be your cool captain on the What's Up Ward flight today. So get in, buckle up, hold on tight, because we're about to get there and go there in this episode. Please remember to hit that like, subscribe, and follow button. That helps us help you help each other, all right? Now, my guest today is a young male of the global majority who has a powerful story to tell. He's multi-talented and destined for great things. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Mr. DeMonte Walters to the What's Up Award Lab today. How you doing, bro? I'm all right. How we doing today, Ward? Man, you know I'm doing okay. As, as young people say, I'm delicious. So <laughs> before we get started, bro, tell me a little bit about yourself. What city you live in? What you currently doing? How many sisters, brothers you got? And what size shoe you wear? <laughs> Uh, currently in Indianapolis, which I'm a Chicago boy, uh, if that matters to people. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm actually enrolled in Fultz uh, University, a bachelor's program uh, for audio engineering right now. Okay. Uh, Two-year course. I'm nine months through, so I'm stopping. You know, I'm just pushing it uh, and taking it day by day. I'm surprised yeah. it's actually going that fast. I actually have, uh, um, wow, like seven siblings <laughs> what seven two on my or eight siblings maybe nine in total i lose higher. they all on my daddy's side <laughs> always blaming the dad always blaming the dad look now and i'm the oldest on both sides so we got that you know i'm always gonna have that title and uh uh, them people, if they want to buy me shoes, they can give me a size 13, you know. <laughs> size 13, yeah. You know, I got some 13s. I got you. So, yeah. All right. So, so, and how old are you now? I would guess you about 24 to 25. One of those two. 25. Turn that on. 25. Oh, okay. 25. So, so, do you feel young or do you feel older? Where, where, where you at on that scale? Oh, uh, man. It seemed like the energy shifts from day to day. Sometimes I feel young and vibrant. Other days I feel like I'm not getting out of bed today. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, over also, 25. Wow. Okay. It comes with the the mental load. Like like you know, that's just my physical state. Sometimes like mentally, I just right. I feel like I'm ahead of my time. I feel okay. like yeah. uh, I, I I blend in better with an older crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, like I told uh, one of my friends, I always feel like that I'm the leader in the group. You know, sometimes oh, yeah, I'm yeah. in the backseat, learn something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I told you the other day, I said, hey, you the, sm- you're the smartest person in the room. Got to get new friends. That's what I always say. But, you know, but then Drake told you otherwise. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Demonte, tell us, what's a typical day like for you? How do you, where does it start? What do you do? Get up, eat your breakfast, run out, save the world. What is, what's it like for you? <laughs> uh, well, 
right now working from um home uh working at cutco um okay cutco so, yeah that's a knife company right yeah yeah uh, number one knife selling company in the world craig um you know not just nice kitchen sets uh garden tools barbecue equipment things like that um actually i i spend most of the day making phone calls to see if i can set up uh demos which are presentations and i, I get paid for those alone so uh if anybody's ever interested uh we can definitely um get that get that set up and also on Absolutely. top of that just just things that i do personally i mean i'm such a uh like you said multi-artistic person i got digital designs that i work on nfts um that i just finished up i'm actually working on one of my scripts for my uh tv series that i'm making uh tv Oh yeah, man. I, I gotta, I gotta do something. I want to see myself out there, not just you know as who I am, but like I did that, you know, like you know, I want. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I also have photography on, uh, in my in my repertoire. I was tattooing for mm. a couple of years, but I haven't done it in a couple of years. Um, mm. Obviously, I'm making my own music now. I can um, write ghost write for others. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I've I recorded a few sessions thus far and just mm-hmm. keeping the ball rolling. I like to be creative and productive and I just strive to be somebody that's resourceful. Yeah, I see that. So you said you're doing music. Is that rap music, R&B, rock? What type of music are you doing? I guess if it rhyme, you can <laughs> you can call it rap. Okay. <laughs> <All> <laughs> I, mean, <right. laughs> I think I, I think I have a lot of different uh flows different flows and i'm very versatile so i don't like to classify and label it as one thing so okay i can, okay. I can, I can I make i can make a nice gospel song if i really really put my heart to it mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh what they got a twerking for jesus uh stuff like that <laughs> uh, a gospel song with a trap beat <laughs> you got, got some talking about uh, you you got to appeal to everybody now that yeah <laughs> okay um Okay, so tell me this. Uh, a friend of mine just told me that they uh, their spouse came down with COVID, and mm-hmm. that was today. So I think we're still in the middle of COVID in this thing. How did you uh, fare during this time with COVID? Did you did it affect you at all? Did you get it, or or you just uh, impervious? I never got COVID, honestly, that I know of. Um, yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> that I know of, at least, but. Um, I was working at Menards during the time of COVID and it was such a, it was spooky. It was spooky times. They were sending out letters like only essential workers can be on the road and yeah. uh, get paid more for being here. And all the tissue was gone. All the water was gone. You know, like people were preparing for something. Uh, so I guess we didn't have no choice, but to, you know, I didn't have a choice, but to work through it. <laughs> Feel mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, did you kind of think it was a real thing? You thought it was a conspiracy thing? What was your thoughts on COVID? I know a lot of people have crazy views on that, man. I feel like my opinion, my opinion on COVID, really, it's like I can see both sides. You know what I mean? I can see how it is real, but uh, at the same time, I don't understand how this vaccine is helping anything if people can still catch it. You know, man, and it's like man. now you cough, everything is COVID. You got a headache every right. day. Like, yes. Like, yeah. Honestly, it, it it was okay for like the little money they were sending out. Like that was probably the peak of it. It, it opened more work from home jobs. Um, oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? It just gave people a chance to be at home with their uh, family more. So there was upsides from it, but the downside is now everybody want, now everybody's scared to interact, you know? So right. now, yeah. now people want to stay far away from people and we get we growing further apart as a, a people, as a nation. Yeah. Good well, point. it's a good point. Good point you said about that, about people still getting it. Um, I see now they have some cases where it has affected people because, mm-hmm. you know, some people are saying, well, you know, it was to get rid of people, this and that, a lot of conspiracy theories was going out on it. And <clears throat> I don't understand how you could still get it because first it was like, well, if you wear a mask, you're good. Then you don't have to wear a mask if you're double vaccinated. But if you do, you know, there's just so many mixed signals out there. Now they, they got the monkey pox and, and, and it seemed like it's always going to something else. And the, the variant they're giving you for this, for the COVID is something that doesn't work on this strand, the Delta, this and that. So it's like, what do you do, man? Do you stay home? Do you just keep wearing your mask? Is, is COVID over? I don't know. We, we just can't win. So sometimes I guess you just got to do the right thing. Are, are you worried about the monkeypox at all? Mm, if anything, I would have to be worried for the kids because I know I'm, I'm going to stay away from, you know, things that I feel like or people that I feel like potentially can, you know, do that to me. But kids are at school and daycare, so um, you can't, you can't, you can't dictate what other parents are doing at their house, you know, with their kids and how clean they are. Because there's been cases where just the schools have had to shut down for COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but okay. honestly, I only can control what I can control. I'm not, I'm not very good at <laughs> thinking about things that that don't directly affect me quite yet i mean it's on my mind yeah but uh you know more more direct things i have to take care of just keeping myself clean and healthy is the best i can do right now yeah that's that's a good point because you only can do what you can do anything else is just trying to cross a bridge not built yet so i can definitely get behind you on that 100 you mentioned you have kids how old are your kids now uh three and four yeah, Ooh, three. Baby okay, girl. So you still got time. Are they potty trained yet, or are they, I don't know. What yeah, they are, but it seemed like my oldest is trying to revert a little bit. So she, she daddy, got to get at her a little bit because it seemed like everybody want to tell me about the issue and not actually solve it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So like, go, ahead, uh, go ahead, send it to boot camp for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's solved. That is knocked that right out. So three okay, three and four, three and four. That's, yeah, they, they're almost, they're not in school though, right? They're daycare. At daycare that age. My, uh, Genesis, that's my oldest. She gonna be uh, starting actual school next year. Oh my god! Now, see, that's the wow. stuff that makes me feel old. What am I doing with a, a kid that's in actual school? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it go by quick, man. I tell you, it really does. Um, okay, so um. Speaking of kids, I know that, that a lot of families uh, thrive better when there's a positive male in the family. I know before I talked to you, you had said that you and your dad weren't that close at that time. What is your relationship with your father now? Um, I actually had called him not too long ago and was I took initiative and was like, you know what, Pops? You know, somebody got to make a change. So. I was thinking that maybe we can like check on each other, like, you know, maybe twice a month. You call me one time, I call you the next time. Okay, yeah, yeah. So far, I've been the only one consistent with that. But, <laughs> oh, wow, uh, you okay. Know, you know, that way, that means I get to get off the phone when I feel like it. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, yeah. But at the same time, no, he's, he's cool, man. He, he, I talked to him about some, some pretty deep things recently. So, you know, if I felt like I could do that, then, you know, he's cool. He's cool. 
So how how did that make you feel to to call him? Were you nervous about reaching out to him, or just how how does that come about? Nah, I only usually call him when I really got something to talk about. Because other than that, it's pretty generic. Oh, okay. So like when I when I'm needing some advice, like dang, I already I asked my mama. Let me see what my daddy would think about something like this. You know? What okay, I mean? getting that balance. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so was it was it tough? For your father not there for you all the time when you were growing up, do you think that affected you and your parenting skills or, or things uh, you're gonna interact with, with your kids now? It definitely affected me more so for what I rem- I remember the lack thereof more so the when he was around because um, it kind of was a double-edged sword. When he wasn't around, it sucked. When he was around, it's like, you're never around. Why are you here now? <laughs> okay. So, so um, it's not a lot of those incidents where I could be like, yeah, my daddy was there. I mean, I, when I was wrestling in high school, he came to a few of those matches, which was cool, you know, back then. But um, as far as being a parent now, it just, I used to say things like, I don't want to be like my dad, you know? Uh, hmm. My mother told me, like, don't say that, then you'll end up being what you hate the most. So I, so I ended up saying like, I just want to be a great dad, you know? There you go. Yeah, I like that. So, uh, I've been in my kids' life since they were born, so I plan on. So, that yeah. way. so that kind of stemmed that from from your dad. That kind of helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, since his absence there uh, made you want to be a more stronger parent. Yeah, I, I felt like you can either do one or two things as a man without a father or without proper guidance. Growing up, you could either fall victim to that system and become somebody that. You, you feel sorry for, you know, like, oh, I feel sorry for, I can't do this. I'm such a bad, or you can learn from that and be like, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be the opposite of that. You know, like mm-hmm. my father wasn't around to teach me how to be a manly man. We kind of just learned that as I grew up. And this what, father, what, thing, as soon as I had kids, it kind of just like clicked in. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? How do you think your life would have turned out if he did had a more stronger consistent uh present in your life what do you think you things have been different for you in any way or what do you think has been different honestly <laughs> i don't know like it's, it's, it's good to it's good to imagine the benefits that my dad could have instilled in me as a younger man but seeing how he uh i i i wouldn't want to be him as a man i mean he he's making he has a good job he's he's living all right but like mm-hmm. just to certain things as a, the characteristics and you know stuff like that like like I'm, I'm glad you didn't teach me this stuff <laughs> you know I'm glad because I had to learn what I didn't like you know as a person as a man as a boy whatever I, I had to learn I teach myself that when it comes to dating do you think uh, you have a grasp on, on what makes a relationship work um this is different for everybody, but in my opinion, don't move in with your partner. <laughs> okay, I, I I definitely agree with that. But why do you say that? Um, me personally, I think my 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 social. I'm such an introverted person, even though I'm a people person, which is it's weird. It's a weird balance. I love genuine conversation. I love companionship, but I like to be by myself a lot. Um, I like my space. So I say that because I like to be able to miss that person. You know. If I don't be able to miss you, ah, see you every day, you know, like, oh, I like okay. that. I like that. I like that, what the space can provide. It keeps the, their things fresh, you know, 
The hairdresser's gonna be interesting for you then. If you don't want to see them every day, you're like, I want you here, but I want my space. So ah, like live with me, but don't, <laughs> don't 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 come in the room, but be outside the door in case I need you. Yeah, yeah, no, nah. I didn't like that. Uh, okay, all right. So let me let me ask you this then: Why do you think couples struggle so much? Then, I mean, because uh, you know we live in a society where there's a high divorce rate. I like to say that a lot of couples generate off of what what somebody can do for them or what Ooh. they look like Ooh. and versus they heart and having a friendship out of a, a genuine friendship. I thrive best when I'm friends with somebody like real good friends. And, and if we decide to date, then we know we can, you know, we can be close enough to try that. But I found out in my personal experiences when you do things backwards, like do the intimate stuff first and then try to build a friendship, that's hard. Because <laughs> now all the, the expectations come out the blue. The I'm messing with you now. They're my person. It's like, wait, we ain't even there yet. Oh, wait, I guess we are. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just wow. you take things the way they're supposed to go. Like, if you if you go and just mess around with somebody, then just do that. I mean, if, if different people. Me, personally, I can't do that step first and then try to be friends because things get too heavy first. You know, yeah, you're right. I, I spoke to a young lady the other day and she told me when it comes to intimacy, she said, well, I figure being intimate with me is more important to me than it is for, for the guy because she said, uh, we have a vagina and a vagina is more weight than a penis. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I said, I really think the couple should be married first before they get into that. But she said that I didn't know that. So she said, therefore, um, the man is supposed to pay for all the woman's bills. So I was like, interesting. Is that your take on it too? That a woman is has a priority because she's a female and you should pay for her bills? Is that your take or? I encourage anybody to get with somebody that think like them. <laughs> I believe in partnership. Not, not cause like, this is why dudes feel like if I pay for everything, then I can do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Right. This is why mm -hmm. they end up feeling like that. Then it's still like, no, you can't, no, you can't. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, but that's why I'd rather just deal with somebody that's on the same thing. Cause I might not have it all the time. I would love to be mm -hmm. in a position where I can just be like, you don't have to worry about nothing. But sometimes that just creates a, a worse person. I still want you to be a good person. And you know, just cause you spoiled don't mean you ain't gotta, be a good person no more you know what I mean? like, right i've seen some cases yeah. i love some people now oh yeah yeah i'm with you now i guess <laughs> i guess so as a, i mean i'm way down the road past your old 25 but <laughs> for me i kind of think that uh you it's better to have a partnership where we both build if, if the guy's just constantly paying for everything while you sitting back doing whatever you're gonna do with your money then how are we growing that pot of money? Because I would like to get some real estate, travel, see the world, do some stuff. Yeah. But if I'm, one person is carrying everything on his back while you sitting back there getting your nails buffed out and you know looking pretty and stuff, eh, you know, I, again, I'm old school though. I'm old school. That's why I say the steps matter. Got to build a friend out of that. I would love to spoil my best friend. You know what I mean? My best friend turned girlfriend turned wife. You know what I mean? Now that. That's a different story. If you want to spend money like that and take care of it like that, that's because she earned it, you know, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not just anybody I date. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people got that, that, that thinking that, hey, the man's supposed to do it. And then they didn't even throw the Bible in. You know, back in the Bible, the man took care of everything. But back in those days, too, the woman also cooked, cleaned, took care of the house, did the kids. And of course, he had a soldier on his team. He'd kill you. You talk about that woman. Now it's just like, hey, I, I need this, I need that. Well, I'm going shopping. And I'm like, how, how does that work? You know? But social uh, media got them messed up, man. Yeah, it, it, it really does. And I, I understand that you you want to let your woman know you love her, but I think it's more to it than just giving gifts. Because think about uh, what do men want? What, what, what does Demonte want? When you get married, what will it take for her? What, what are you looking for in a woman? A partner, man. I need somebody that's going to invest in me the same way I invest in them. I need somebody that's going to challenge me. I like to be challenged. Like, hey, make three songs today. I guarantee you. I guarantee you it'll get done. You know, because my main rate. You know, I need somebody that knows me better than I know me sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, like just the love language is, I don't want to say space, like as in we got to be so far apart of each other, but like just somebody that I can sit around in silence and then not feel awkward, you know? I can write that down. Somebody I can have game night with, somebody I can talk to, vent to, you know, without feeling like, like, I don't want no sass to come from Benton. You know what I mean? I just want uh-huh. to be uh, be understood, be heard, you know, and just peace, yeah. man. I, I strive for a, a, a level of peace. I really need it. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times men are motivated as well as their downfall is women. Because if you go back to the Bible, um, Adam and Eve, uh, they kind of lost it all because of Eve, you know, not really listening. And then you come up to now, you have a Will Smith listening to his wife. You have a downfall there. So you're right. You do need a partner, but she also has to understand that her role is to uh, be your support and to help you achieve the goal. So if you got the plans. Hey, you know what? We're gonna make a. We're gonna move to Beverly Hills. Uh, I want to write music and do this and that. Her thing. She's like, all right, cool. We got to find some jobs out there. We're gonna try to find an apartment out there. You know what I'm saying? Working together like that. So I think that that's something that's needed. One moment. Yeah, just like that's just my opinion on that, though. So, have you been through some uh, relationship uh, traumas there, or has it been smooth sailing for you? Since, or, or are you marrying the baby's mom? Is that something we doing? We'll up with it. So my, I had a few uh, bad relationships when I was younger. Let's say that's my you. first my first real relationship i was dealing with her for like the last two years of high school and then like two years after that um okay. to say the least okay. we were extremely toxic we definitely fought sometimes from the um, jump y'all was toxic no no it got toxic okay. it got toxic just for no reason you know what i mean if i could go i i'm such a man nowadays like i would apologize to her if i could you know what i mean just just not not for her but like for me like i don't feel like nobody should have to go through that you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you know toxic relationships is pretty common, but uh, I ended up going to jail when I was like over a little domestic misdemeanor. And that time we wasn't even fighting, but um, her mama set set you know set me up. She set you know called the police. Um, you hit they, her, and they both agreed that um, I did it. And I, I was such a young boy at the time. My mom, me and my mama wasn't on good terms, so I was dealing with everything by myself. And I was just like, 
I did my little jail time. I had to wait extra time because they rescheduled my court day. And they asked, you know, judges and prosecutors in my face, like, oh, you did this, you did this. This is going to be a this, this is going to be this felony. And I'm just like, I plead. Oh it's, it's a misdemeanor. I plead like, you know what I mean? Like, I was ready to get it over with. Right. Like, yeah. That's what they want you to do. You know what I mean? Like, I, ain't, I didn't want a felony on my record, but the misdemeanor just as bad. But uh that that was the last time me and a, a female ever got into an altercation like that like i ain't never let nobody knock me off my cool like that and yeah. um, ever, ever since <laughs> wow so so <laughs> how long did you have to actually stay in jail uh man probably like it was supposed to be they talk about it was supposed to be like two days i ended up staying there like a week and a half two weeks something like that i bet that was a long two weeks wasn't it Especially when they told me they rescheduled that month. But, <laughs> but the worst, the worst thing Man. I did, uh, this was super traumatizing. This is kind of something that leaked over into my uh, <clears throat> my uh, later lives. Like I had messed with a chick, and then like two months after, not messed with her no more. Two months later, she came out the blue and was like, "I'm pregnant." Oh. And, so the entire nine months, like I barely seen her because I was in a relationship with the one I was just talking about. So mm. I spent a lot, like super immature though. Like I spent a lot of time trying to keep it from her. You know what I mean? And, and basically only reason I did that is because we used to say things like, we don't know if we would be with each other if we had somebody else's baby. So I was really, you know? Yeah. So like, I, I should have told her though. You know what I mean? But so for the mm -hmm. entire nine months, the, the other chick was lying. Uh, but I did see her over like uh, sometimes, like and gradually her stomach was getting bigger. Oh yeah, that's kind of how it works. <laughs> so I was at work one day, and uh, one of my uh, buddies came in and was like, "You need to come with me. It's about the baby." And I'm like, you know, super shocked. So I go outside and get in the car. There's uh, her, her her mama in there. She's like, "You got my daughter pregnant?" And I'm like, "Yes, ma'am." You know what I mean? So she showed me a picture of her, supposed to be like five months pregnant, and she's like skinny. So basically, okay. the girl was lying about the baby the whole entire nine months. I don't know what she was doing to make her stomach look bigger, but I used, I, I was buying, like, I was young too. Like, I was like 19, you know what uh -huh. I mean? Trying to prepare to be a father. I bought diaper bags, I bought clothes. Like, she was just lying her face off, boy. I can't even tell y'all the lies she was telling me, but um, <clears throat> it ended up making me not claim my firstborn instantly when she was born. Okay. I had to find out that this particular baby mother was pregnant, you know, the day of oh, her having wow. a baby. So when I got up there, she already named her and everything. Like, she didn't even tell me about it. Like, mm. so, so I would have stopped the doctor and be like, that's my baby, but I already had that traumatizing experience. Mm -hmm. So I was about to just claim a baby off top, like I learned. So once yeah. I did find out she was mine, she's been with me half the week ever since. Wow, so that, that's got to be something like, whew, man, you have been through some things. Yeah. Yeah, that, that will, I see, so you are older, 25, but until you, you, you're mature, so it's kind of helped you, but you had mentioned that you went through it alone, so did you ever feel like just giving up, man? Like, what am I going to do? What's next? Never. Never. I'm not saying it like, like, it don't come close to me saying, dang, I wish... I'd probably be better off not here. And that was when I was younger. I've not said that in a long time, but I've never contemplated taking myself out the game. I've never contemplated 
anything like that. So mm. I just sometimes it's overwhelming and I just really don't know what to do. Sometimes I just sleep on it. Yeah. Hope that I can control wow. it. I have to learn. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people uh, self-medicate during these times and stuff. Have you tried any any self-medication? Have you tried any drugs or anything? Or are you just alcohol, weed? What, what, what young people do with it? Was it the I don't know what young people do. I don't do that. Okay. No, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, shit was basically legal almost everywhere. So yeah, I smoke. I smoke. I smoke. That's that's my go-to. Sometimes I will drink. I do enjoy drinking. Sometimes. Sometimes it's how I gain an appetite. Okay. Yeah. And I only can drink because I only drink because I'm a happy drunk. Like I never, okay. you know what I mean? I'm never an angry drunk. So I think that's cool. But it was a time I had to stop drinking because I felt myself turning into an alcoholic. Once, mm. once you start expecting a bottle to be there and start noticing how much it's gone, like it, I, I had to cut it out you, for like a month or two. Oh, uh, what's your go-to drink? What do you like? Um, It's varied over the years. Uh, I guess I started drinking Honey Jim Bean or uh, uh, Honey Jack Daniels. Sometimes that Casamigos is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Apple Crown Royal, um, Sailor Jerry's. Um, wow. I've never heard of them. I've, I've never had a drink, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Does it burn? Does it burn? Yeah. Oh, heck no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I, I would never be interested. Wow. You gotta I drink it that. with a chaser, but me, I'm such an OG. I can drink it straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I know Listerine hurt me. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So, as far as the weed, how did you first try that? What, what led to you trying it? Mm, uh, my mom's friend. He was. Uh-oh. So, and, uh oh. He did it. <laughs> To my surprise, she said it was okay. This is back when I was still living with her. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was okay for me to hit it because she wanted to see how I would act in front of her. If I, you know what I mean? Before anything mm-hmm. else. So I had my first drink around my mom. I smoked my first, I smoked my first blunt around my mom. Mm. So you start out with a blunt. Is that how they do it? The blunt, that's the big one, right? It can be. That's a, you know, backwoods is what they roll the be looking like super wide and that's a leaf uh but me personally i i i, oh, I, I conserve smoke so i don't have to roll mine to like the size of a head to get high you know what i mean yeah i, I, I mainly smoke to calm my nerves and to get my uh my creative juices flowing okay you know what so, I mean? so the first time you tried it you liked it the first time yeah <laughs> oh wow i, I thought it would wonder i wish i could get those highs again <laughs> Man, it seems like it. Did. People all. come around, they smell so strong. It just gives me a headache being around. I don't know why that stuff is so strong, but yeah. Okay. Now, would you allow your kids to get high? Or is there a certain time frame that you would tell they had to wait to do? No, I think I would pull the same method my mom pulled on me, but it, obviously it had to be uh, if I feel like they're comfortable enough. You know, if I feel like they're mature enough to handle something like that. It didn't, it didn't make me no worse kid, you know what I mean? But it affect everybody differently. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Um, I also want to talk to you about, uh, before we get into our, our main topic here, I want to talk to you about racism. As a young black man, I always like to get um, people's perspective on it. Um, do you think racism is a real thing or is that just something that we're making a bigger problem to ourselves as, as African-Americans or as I say, people of the global majority? No, nah, racism is real. Uh, racism is real. And, 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 and we call it racism. They call it, I don't know, righteousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the fact that there's still statues of certain people that literally only existed to defend slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You know, like that says something about America. Like, like how is the tree that they were, that it's the, the tree in Memphis they were lynching black people from is a historical site within a neighborhood in Memphis. Mm. Like, like. Racism is real. It stop it, it stop you from getting jobs. It it can get turned on you. You know, just just if somebody cry, if they say you're doing it, you're doing it. You know, mm-hmm. at least certain police eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, racism is real, man. And, and it's not just limited to white people, but they have the most influence over what racism is. They have, you know, what I mean, they they they. If a Mexican is racist to me, a white person gonna be like, huh. You know, <laughs> you know, but if a white person was racist to a black person, it's like, oh man, we see that. Like that's that's bogus. I, actually, I, I do have a little story real quick. I I was just on the video game not too long ago playing online, in a mm-hmm. team game, it was, uh, Call of Duty, and one of the guys on my team was like barking orders at us. I'll do this, do that, do that, do that. And I'm like, you know, joking around. I'm like, calm down, Jamal. <laughs> They'll pull out the knot, you know? So he was like, he was a white boy. He was like, uh, don't call me a black name. Ooh. I'm like, huh? He was like, I'm not black, so don't call me a black name. And I was like, what well, make it a black name? And he like, have you ever heard any other white, uh, white people named Jamal? I'm like, have you met every single person on earth? Good question. And why, why, yeah. why he say, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I ain't met no Jamal that was, that was white yet. But, you know, I said, this is the problem. Like, you, you making it an issue. You know, he was like, he was like, so if you call me Jamal, that means I can say the N word, right? And I'm like, Ooh, wow, that escalated quickly. Right. So I'm like, you know what? You got freedom of speech. You know what I mean? Say what you want to say. You you can deal with those repercussions if there is any. Unfortunately for you, I'm not somebody that necessarily cares about that. You know what I mean? Like, like I care because th- th- he he trying to say it to hurt. You know what I mean? Like we say it to grief. We know what it mean when we say it. You know what I mean? It. it but when 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 somebody like him say it, and I don't mean white, but I mean a person with that that mind frame. You know what I mean? Like he just saying it. Cause he know it make it, it typically would make somebody feel some type of way, you know. What I mean, a, pe- a person of color, mm-hmm. like yeah. You no, know, he was just like, I feel like we should be able to say it. I'm like, <laughs> dude, if y'all knew how to say it, you know, what I mean, say it the way it's intended, then maybe maybe we could take baby steps. But y'all overdo it. <laughs> so so, but we we end up losing the game, and uh, then he let he expose himself. That's when he start y'all 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 n word suck y'all n word suck. Start adding the e r and everything. I'm like, this is what I be talking Ooh. about. Like, like white folks do stuff like that. You want you know what I mean? Like y'all take it too. They take it too far. Like, mm-hmm. but then there's people that's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have called him Jamal. Like, what makes it a black name? Oh my god. What makes it a black name? Mm-hmm. Tell me that. 
I was like, that's, yep. that's you doing that. That's you doing that. You make it. I know some Chads that's black. I know some Roberts that's black. I know some Mikes that's black. So what yeah. makes all black me? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think about racism in that aspect that people say, maybe other sides, it was not as bad as y'all making now to be. But if you ask them, would you want to get treated the way I get treated? They quickly say, oh, no, 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 no. Right, like, so what's so bad about somebody calling you? Yeah. So why is it bad that I called you Jamal? I mean, so if you don't like being called a name, imagine going undercover. Because I read a book called, I think it's called Black Like Me with this guy went undercover as a black man, had his skin dyed and everything, shaved his head low. And he was back in the South, uh, back when uh, segregation was heavy in the South and went down there. And man, it changed his whole life. He said he saw things that he didn't even know and didn't think existed. And he said, oh yes, it's, it's a real situation. And, and I think by people not having a discussion about it and not being real, I don't think really things are gonna change in people I mean, the whole constitution was not written for 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 people of the global majority. It wasn't written for for us. Right. It was written for rich white people who own a lot of slaves and a lot of territory. It was benefited from them. And so I'm thinking, if the constitution was written back then, it's all jacked up. Why not dismantle this whole thing and start over and make it inclusive of every nationality and go forward? By them not doing that, shows me that it's money involved. When money's involved, racism continues. You know what I heard, Ward? I heard this. I heard, yeah, the, the, they people want change. They just don't want to have to pay for it. They don't want to have to pay for it. They don't want it to change to affect what they got going on with their life either. You're right. You're right. Yep. Uh, the great Malcolm X had uh, reportedly said that if you're not willing to acknowledge that damage has been done and, you know, like you said, make up for the difference, then how is it ever going to change? So same thing. You're right. You have to take those first steps. But people say, well, you know what? That was my parents' parents. That ain't got to do with me. But if you're still receiving benefits from a system that changed and enslaved and, and, and did all this stuff to my people, and I'm still feeling the benefits of it, then uh, we got to start somewhere, you know? So I think it starts with with a dialogue of, of, of honest, open communication. That's what I think. Have you ever been pulled over by a police officer? I know I know you, you was cool with Tree Fry. So have you had any encounters with uh, officers that you thought that you may not get home? Uh, I don't want to say not get home because I got pulled over. Uh, I ain't got pulled over in a while and it's not going to work. But last times I did get pulled over to act, the police were actually cool. You know, okay. I didn't pick it. Uh, you know, one of them even let me go with three things wrong with my car. So, <laughs> so you know, I can't, I can't, I'm not, one of those people that say F the police in general, I say F the bad ones. You know what mm. I mean? You know, the ones with real the real agendas, like, you know, they can get up out of here. So, mm-hmm. how you, tree fry, dang. I yeah, gotta do my fry. research. I do my <laughs> research. But I, I, I just don't sit behind the mic, I gotta get deep. So, yeah, that, that, that is interesting <laughs> that, that, that that happens, that, you know, that, that people are dealing with that because I talked to so many people about this and they said, you know, they're good cops and they're bad cops. They said, but where are those good cops when a bad cop is doing something wrong? So if he's standing by there, isn't he really a bad cop too? Because if you commit a crime on my and I'm standing by there and I don't try to stop you do nothing, guess what? They we book both up sit in a cell. murder, don't they? They will book you for accessory to murder. So 
Um, yeah. I don't know how that one, the, the, the Derek Chauvin dude that killed George Floyd, I don't know how he went down by himself, but... Uh, well, they got I, the other ones now. They, 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 they going, they call, they, they're going to they gonna do something to him, but really, they, they kind of let you out later on. Right. So, uh, he's off camera. He's not going to stay Off the record. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, they did good. I find out some of the scariest things I've seen recently are videos where cops are harassing people, whether they black or white. They harassing people and then they bring the backup out there and the back the backup don't even be like, chill out, man. They just be like, listen to the cop. Listen to like, damn, you gonna escalate it? How you gonna call out another one that's just like you? Like, like I hate I hate those videos because they never have a reasonable cop in it. Like, oh no. Well, <laughs> well, you gotta understand that that's what they're trained to do. Whenever the one cop's doing something, the other one, he turn around the crowd control. He's standing around backing the crowd up, keeping them away. And this no no, try to keep you calm. Don't go over there, man. Back up. That's what they do. What other cops are doing the same. That's what they're trained to do, and they stick together. So, the thing that I have issues with about police officers is, is that you're paid extra money to be a first responder. That means you got to come on the scene if somebody's shot, give them mouth to mouth, get help, de-escalate the situation. That's why people say defund the police. They don't mean don't pay them. It's like let's not pay them for the extra money. Let's pay somebody like me and you who can come in there and help keep the peace. That's what a first responder does and all that but they're not doing that and like i saw a guy today a cop he uh this lady ran up on him because her boyfriend getting arrested and she pushed the cop like what are you doing and he took her by the face and pushed her flat on her face and then arrested her because she touched him so they showed sally this dude makes hundred eighteen thousand dollars a year has a super bad attitude so i'm thinking cops gotta understand that when emotions are high reasoning tends to be low so I got to know this comes to the territory. People don't want to get arrested. People don't want to go to jail. So they may run from you. They may say things you don't like, but I have to know that just like you're in sales, you got to know everybody not going to want to buy your product. Everybody ain't going to want to do this. So you got to say, okay, let me see how I'm going to deal with that. I think cops forget like, what? You talking to me like that? You said then they, they're normally the ones who escalate to a thousand and you supposed to be the one keeping the peace. So how can you come into a volatile situation and you got a gun talking about, I feel unsafe with the gun upon you. I, I feel scared of my life. Like, hold up, player. Wait a I minute. I can't react like that, can I? <laughs> yeah, so you got to be, what's that like, uh, Philando Castillo, when he got uh, shot, his girl, she had to be the common because the cop was scared. But you just shot her dude in front of her kid several times and you scared? I don't know, man, but I just have issues. I think, uh, Absolute Jacob power corrupts absolutely. I don't absolutely. want to say his name wrong, but that Jacob got his shot in uh, Wisconsin seven times in the back, or was it Milwaukee mm -hmm. or something? I can't remember. You could pick any city and get that. <laughs> Jacob Blake, I believe. So, yeah. I, I don't want to butcher his name. I don't remember his last name. But a yeah. cop shot him seven times in the back. He survived him. Ooh. Yeah. I, I think I'd be a little nervous uh, as a, a, a young black man now. I think because the world is... You know, the Bible says we live in the last days, and that's that's clear, clearly happened. So I just feel a little nervous. So I'm glad you're okay with it and not feeling this threat because I don't know, man. I just see so much, it just kind of makes me nervous. I just don't want to, you know, take anybody off on that. <clears throat> nah, but um, like that too. I understand that we're living in the of revelations right now. Mm -hmm. Definitely understand that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you can see it every day. If you haven't noticed, they making a lot of. They're making a lot of satire movies. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's too, it's too heavily relatable. So it's not just yeah, somebody, somebody trying are to... They, are, they, are they real, though? Do they do they have real outcomes? And, and do they... I, okay. I got examples for you, too. I got 
a movie I watched called uh, Don't Look Up. You seen that? I never watched it. I saw it on on my app all the time. I never watch it. Wouldn't so basically, Leonardo. It's not a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, but he's in it. Um, it's basically about how scientists find a comet that's that's gonna wipe out the human race like years before it happened, and they try to like warn mm-hmm. the government about it, and the government don't take them serious. So oh. when it's time to you know make actions and you know the government trying to use that comet as a a money maker because the comet held like trillions of dollars worth of you know material on it and they like we can we can serve some of the comet if we let it, some of it land on earth we just got to break it up into pieces and wow. the scientist was like it's gonna wreck us you know what i mean if we don't do something so that movie's really good but it opened my eyes and then uh to what's going on in the world and how how just the government take do things you if you ever decide to watch that it's a real good watch uh and then that movie called sorry to bother you um i didn't watch it but the sales movie it was a dude from atlanta in there yeah so and it was, I, watched that good. Movie, I watched that movie right before i got this sales job and they whole model was stick to the script <laughs> oh my god okay yeah <laughs> i hate that when people do that too yeah you're right what about nope did you see that yet nah i want to see that so bad yeah, I, I don't even know what that's about, so I don't know if I'm gonna watch it because there's certain things I won't watch. I don't watch uh, demonic horror films and things like that, so I got to make sure it's on that level. And I try to avoid horror movies. I, I just I gotta be careful what I feed my mind. So yeah, so yeah. I might, yeah. So, but I also want to t- touch with you on uh, on politics. Are you a political person or are you neutral like me? What's your stance on that? I think I'm pretty independent. I'd rather not have to choose between two people that's that's lying to us, anyways. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Maybe if everything, not a lot. Most things are. Of course, they got to make themselves look good to get picked. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not really fancy with with somebody, especially somebody that's like old is dirt running. Oh my god! Out of the world. Well, what's old to you? Not you, twenty. So for what? Thirty-eight is old, right? That's like old to me. How's he still alive? He's thirty-eight. Believe it. You believe this guy? 80, Eighty-three. Man? Let's flip the number. Eighty-three. Okay. No body about older than the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they do. They, they get. I mean, I don't go to too many old people for advice like that. I mean, like. I guess can't see me saying, okay, hey, Grandpa, I know you're like 85 now. Can you tell me which stock I should buy? Should right, I get like, this car? Should I date that girl? Yeah. You can't tell me Joe Biden is caught up with the modern world. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, we need somebody that's more with the times. Like, he was around when Bill Clinton was the president. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he was involved with the government since, like, the 90s. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but I don't think a, a politician is going to do anything anyway because they asked this one guy. They asked a politician. They said, "Are politicians corrupt?" And he said, "Well, I can't say yes or no." He said because in order to run for office, it, it costs millions of dollars to get in the office. He said, "So we got to go to people with money to solicit them to help us get what we want." And he said, "People with money want favors back. So if I get..." the money from them get in the office i got a quick pro quo i gotta get them something back for what they did for me and that might mean i gotta support a bill i really don't like or i gotta do some stuff i don't want to do because i gotta pay my dues so are we corrupt maybe maybe not and i i was always taught if you're standing on the fence straddling you're on the dark side because either you're on this side or you're on the other side so Sound yeah like- I, I just kind of go ahead sound like you explaining the list uh 
corporation out there. It's not like you're explaining this. Yeah, because we call that straddling. When you try to, you know, I know this is right, but I'm gonna try to keep one foot on the dark side. Well, you can't really do it because if I tell you, I say, hey, hey, Monte, I got this water here. Now it's got just a little poison in it, just a little poison. Or I got this one that's unopened. Which one you want? Well, I would think you want the one with no poison. So people try to force one with a little poison, try to, you know, oversell it. And that that's a problem for me. So that's why that's another reason why I don't get involved with politics. It just I, it's just not a good thing, man. I mean, you can look at all the laws that are passed that, that have not benefited us yet. Like, would you say they don't want to pay them? Uh, do you they think, don't want to pay for change. You mean reparations? Is that what you're referring to? Man, I just had a conversation about this uh, yesterday or the other day, too. I just, I don't, <laughs> I hope I don't lose my black people for this, but I feel like even black people, some of us definitely got to classify to get some reparations. You know what I mean? Like class, meet certain classifications to get, I like, first of all, what is reparations? What you looking for? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you could set your dollar amount, then, you know, that would be the best case scenario. You, you set the dollar amount, you get it back, right? But like, mm-hmm. you know, some people just want reparations because they black. They don't know nothing about being black. They don't know no history. You know what I mean? They don't even care about black people. You know what I mean? Because they be quick to kill each other. And I, and I, I can't advocate, you know, I, I what, what Black Lives Matter mean to me, obviously don't mean to, you know, other people. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, I don't want to say that's okay, but it is what it is. If you can't change the way you, you want to feel, you feel about things on your own or through being taught, then... In my opinion, you kind of a lost cause. <laughs> black people are a lost cause. Not, not all of us. I mean, I, it's black people, and then you got your your niggas. Okay, and I'm sorry it's to funny. say that, but explain difference. Niggas, man, like it's all about them. It's all about what you can do for them. It's all about we're it, I, if if some if we if we put together like a program where twenty thousand people send a dollar to somebody. You know what I mean, like. And it could be anonymous, a person or whatever. Black people be like, I don't know where my dollar going. Or niggas be like, I don't know where my dollar going. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, But it's a random drawing of somebody that get it, or it may be not random because then nobody want to get 20,000 twice. You know, they'd be like, hey, hey, what about me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people want it, but you know, that's not how that would work for, you know, the majority. But I just think, I just think more niggas are selfish and, 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 and I have very vib- low vibrations. They they don't really think too far ahead with the right things. Mm. You know, okay. I mean, black people like myself, I stay out the way. I see things from both sides. You know what I mean? Like I don't cause trouble. I'm, I, I, I am selfish to the point where it's like, I gotta take care of me first. Not like, oh, I'm a body of shoes and my family's starving. You know, like, or, you know, something like that. Like, I just try my best to be a well-balanced person and be that black prove the white people wrong you know what i mean like i'm not one of those black people i ain't even come from africa you can't tell me i did you know what i mean you can't prove what my what my documents is <laughs> like as far as i'm concerned i'm part of jamaican and haitian and <laughs> so you know what i mean but like like i just i'm open i'm open-minded you know what I mean? I'm, I'm I'm real peaceful. Like I don't want to come off as a scary black dude just because I'm tall. You know what I mean? And dark skin and got a deep voice. Like I I want people to be able to 
be like, he's not so bad. And, and whether, mm. I, without them saying he's not so bad for a black guy. You know what I mean? Mm, like, mm, yeah, not yeah. So I don't want them saying stuff like that. And I just like, I like proving people wrong, man. Not all of us is worth being scared of. Like, we, we really good people out here. Mm -hmm. You had said that black people kill black people. What, yeah. what were you afraid? You, you, you saying we, we just randomly kill each other for no reason? Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. or? Not no reason. It's not no reason. It'd be petty reasons in my opinion. But it's also like I can't I can't say that because obviously it'd be deep enough sometimes. Sometimes it's for the dollar amount. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's it's checkers. You kill my cousin, I'm killing you, I'm killing him. They you know they go back and forth with it. Yeah. They go back and forth. You kill mine, I kill yours, I kill yours, you kill mine. Like and it's just a, it's a vicious cycle because it's like nobody ever stopped to be like, you know what? We don't got to kill each other, bro. Mm -hmm. it, yo, justice is my revenge and vice versa. You know, so so it, nobody is the good guy at the end of the day. Do you think the society wants black people to kill each other? Mm -hmm. Do they benefit off that anyway? They do, because if you think about it, the more white people have interracial uh, relationships, the less white people come out of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. they they did yeah. ban abortions for the babies. <laughs> they banned yeah. them for the white people. Exactly. Yeah. Because uh, like I said, when, when that's why you had mentioned earlier about uh, racism about in the country when you fill out a job application, apartment application, anything, they always say, "What's your nationality?" In mm -hmm. other country, they don't have that on there. China doesn't make groups say, "What's your nationality?" Uh, Europeans don't have to answer that question. Only in America that we have to answer what's your nationality. So that's why I say I don't say I'm African American anymore. I say I'm a majority, uh, global majority. That means it's more, we're, we're more <laughs> of them than there. So in this country, we got about what, 40 million black people and you got like 150, 200 million um, white people. And I think, unfortunately, people are threatened by that. that those numbers, they don't want to lose that control. So what I did was they kept sending me stuff in one of my junk emails about uh, a political candidate trying to get back in office again. I said, let me just go and say, yeah, go ahead and send me information. And they started sending me a whole bunch of stuff for Trump, man, talking about how we got to get rid of critical race theory. And they don't want to talk about how slaves were treated and all this. Because I, I started looking at you see how slaves were treated. I didn't know that slaves were required. That kids had to sleep with their, have sex with their parents. I didn't know they had orgy parties where the slave masters would have raped the slaves at these parties and have other people. I didn't know all this. They don't want all that stuff out. So they said, we don't want to talk negatively about another culture. So we want to just stop talking about slavery. Let's, let's just talk, let's go for now. So when you said that maybe they shouldn't get reparations because they uh, weren't fully black, I kind of disagree because the, the, the problem is you have to organize. That's that's what the problem is. Nobody else is smarter than another, another culture. They're just out organized because every time you start organizing somebody, they start making people think. Now you, you oh my gosh, did Martin Luther King died because he organized a poor people's march. People don't know that. They all he just said, no, they killed him because it was just not, not black people. It was white people, black people, poor people. They was all coming together. So the the, the top one ten percent of the uh, population with money, they don't want to lose that. Jeff Bezos have enough money to make everybody in the world a billionaire. That's ridiculous. But he doesn't do it. So you got to you got to look at the bigger picture. So when it comes to reparations, it doesn't have to be money. 
you you gotta understand it can be land. Hey, okay, yeah. we're gonna get Demonte. We'll give him uh, his forty acres over here, not just wasted land, but somewhere over here. And then I'm also gonna set him up with a business uh, money for a business of his choice and a free education. It's a lot of things you can do. Now, if a person chooses not to accept that, then that's on them. But you at least need to make it make them whole because you erased the people's whole culture. You took them out their land and just say, okay, we're going to have this. You couldn't speak the language. You couldn't do nothing. Then you say, okay, we're going to redline, y'all. <clears throat> you go downtown Indianapolis and see the red line. They, they bold yeah. with it. Inside that red line is where you got to be at. And then so if people shooting, killing each other, that's because you got a whole bunch of people in an enclosed space. If you put a whole bunch of white people in the trailer park and then this is where they live at and he come home, guy comes home, he can't find his park. He's upset. He's fighting and guns are even getting out. Somebody going to get shot. So it's not that blacks are killing blacks. It's just my environment that I'm in. So if you squeeze people in this place and then you don't give them nothing, then what are they going to do? So we, we they count on us not being able to come together and say, yeah, that does make sense. I shouldn't do that because it's not good. It's not good thing. Racism makes money. I get it. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't want to die. I want to get back on my side too. I don't want to say we don't deserve it. Certain black people don't deserve the money because. Um, we get let's say we get money what nine times out of ten you know people take care of their bills and then we frivolously spend it you know on things we ever wanted I was like you said you made a good point I was gonna say I meant to say that too like yeah we could get land or something hey give us our own our own little section <laughs> let us be great again yeah. black people you know what I mean um, but like every black person just getting money just lowers the value of the dollar for one you know, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be spending more money. Maybe. We'll be spending it faster than we ever had before and giving it right back. That's your, that, that, that's your truth. But you also, you can put in there, get education. For example, if you built a new housing addition in the community, it comes with stipulations. I don't know if you know this. You say, okay, you say, I want to build uh, Walter's uh, housing addition on the east side. The city's going to say, we're going to let you do that. But however, you got to build a new basketball court with school. You got to fix all these streets up and down this road over here. Mm-hmm. And then you got to put a park over there. That, that's how they do stuff. That's how it works. You, you, every new addition, they're going to do some stuff. So they if you give somebody us. money, huh? I was saying they won't let us be great. I think you get to <laughs> also be making like, um, why don't we come together as a black people and make our own community? Make that's our own leasing system, our own education. Oh, the white people gonna come for it. They gonna want that. You know what I mean? That's why we pay for our own protection. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I don't know if we would ever be able to come to a, a common ground where they'd be okay with that, because then that's when they would feel like we being racist. Well, I don't think a, a minority can be racist it's because you're not the one who's making decisions. You're not the one. They asked Magic Johnson the other day, how come black people just don't quit the NFL and just start their own thing? He said, because the sponsors won't pick up the other shows. See, it's always a control game. So you got to understand, sometimes you got to be willing to take some, take a loss and fight the fight you can't win just to do it. Now, of course, I do believe what the Bible says. I think God's going to come in. He's going <laughs> to straighten it all out because we can't do it. But just stay on this line. What you would have to do is you have to say, you know, I don't need politics. I don't need other people. What we're going to do is, we're black people, we're no longer going to Walmart on the weekends all across the country. We are going to walk. I guarantee you they change stuff real quick. You hit them with that dollar. Say, you know, we're not buying gas from Shell gas station no more. 
Shell gonna start fighting for you real quick. Hold up, wait a minute. Let's promote some guy over here. Let's let's make Demonte the CEO of Indiana because you know you gotta understand you gotta play the game. But as long as you say we're going out buying Rams and Cadillac and that, we're not trying to be smart, and they count on that. Because what do you think they would do if somebody wisely said, "Hey, this is how we do"? What do you think they'd do to that man? <laughs> you won't, you won't, you ain't gonna hear about him no more unless he already dead and gone. <clears throat> They're killing. They're killing real quick. So sometimes, th this is one thing I've learned. There's no change in this country without bloodshed. Even when Jesus came, he died. He had to give his life for the cause. So until there's bloodshed, you you just barking up a tree, selling them wolf tickets to me. We just talking. That's why I saw when people say, "Yeah, man, they want." No, they they're not stopping you. It's it's us. All we got to do is organize. And I just don't mean black people. I mean all the people who want for their brother to have the same thing they have. That's just, and it's not even, it doesn't cost you nothing to do that. It, so, but anyway, I'm not gonna get on that. I, we, we got a few minutes left. I want to talk to you about the, you had a, a traumatic experience recently. I'm gonna see how I shift the gears on that real quick. That's a pivot. I want to, tell me about a little bit about what happened with, at, at your apartment and, and, and how that affected you and how you felt about it. Let's just switch gears again to that. Okay, so uh, I had a friend and coworker named Dave um, he was a, um, about a 50 year old manically depressed white man um, we clicked real well at work man uh, and he reminded me of my uh, uncle and I wanted them to meet um, so he, Dave's only been over here twice and the, the, the second time was his last time over here um, he got to meet my uncle which was like really good you know it felt real good I, um, I let he asked me if he could spend the night and I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So the same night we end up talking about the gun law that ended up changing on July 1st, you know, casual conversation. I was just was like, I think it's crazy that people just walking around with ARs now, you know, just because, you know, stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's, I keep my gun for protection, you know. And he was like, oh, you got a gun? You know, I'm not thinking nothing of it. Um, so I let, I let them spend the night. I slept upstairs. Um, and him and Randall slept downstairs on the couch. That's my uncle. Um, I had an interview that next morning. So I left. Um, when I came back, Randall was downstairs on the couch still. And all Dave's things was down there. But I, I didn't see him nowhere. So I'm like, where he at, Randall? And he like, uh, he said he went upstairs to take a shower. Mind you, Dave ain't never been upstairs in my crib before. So it was kind of like, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So... I went upstairs. Uh, I keep the doors closed when I leave because my dog was getting in the blinds at one point in the bedrooms. So I went upstairs. All the doors was open. So I'm like, I call his name. I'm like, Dave. I don't hear nothing. So I go to the last bedroom on the left. Um, I see that the door is cracked. And I see his feet, like, like he's leaning against the wall. I'm thinking like, okay, maybe he needed to get away, you know. Won't make a big deal out of this. You know what I mean? Open the door even further, and this man's is in there slumped. Like, you know, like my gun sitting right next to him and everything, and brain just ugh, the hole in his head was just, I didn't even know my gun could do that. Um, yeah, I was hysterical to say the least. I still had to call the job to call off for him. Like, he was supposed to be at work that day and everything. Uh, 
Um, my mama had to be the one to call the police because I couldn't even, I, I didn't think I could stay on the line waiting for them to try to figure out what's going on. You know, like, um, and then to make it worse, his parents was, his parents had to come out here. And they like 70, 80 years old. So that was heartbreaking to have to tell them that. Um, it took them like the detectives and everything for like three hours for them to get him out of here. And then on top of that, once they did, his car was still outside for like two extra days before his people came back and got it. Um, yeah, that was my that was my homie, man. I, I, I didn't go in that room for like a week straight. I kept the door closed, but I start getting more like terrified of the, you know, thinking like it's a dead dude in here still, you know? So yeah. I took that step and start going in there and like mourning them and, you know, stuff like that. and. Things that I will probably want to hear if I did that to myself. Like, I'm not mad at you. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, I, you know, I know you ain't want to be stopped or, you know, I hope you where you want to be. Stuff like that. Like, that was my homeboy. He, I looked at him like family. Like, he really, I cared about him. You know what I mean? So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It still tear me up. And it's like. It, 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 it put a halt in things because I had to quit the job because I couldn't be at work like that no more. I couldn't even, you know, begin to be at work and knowing that he's not there no more when I was seeing him in the spot for like almost a year. Um, and he did it in my kid's room. So I had to throw stuff out. And I don't I, I don't have them here as much as I used to just because I still feel like it's a dead dude and they playing around him. You know what I mean? Like, like that stuff is deep to me, but they still be here. I still make it a point to be a daddy throughout the week. You know what I mean? Like, hey, come spend some time with daddy. Y'all come play. Y'all lay around, chill, watch movies. You know, stuff like that. But it's definitely a traumatizing experience. And I just, I just wanna, I just know that people that suicidal to that point, most of them don't want to be talked off a ledge. You know? Yeah. Like you made that decision. I I'm a real empathetic person, and, and, and suicide honestly was one of the hardest things that I, I could say. I I feel you too, you know, because me personally, I never thought, I never contemplated it, um, and I used to think that people that committed suicide were weak. Mm. But I had to mature. I'm like, you know, if you make a that, that guy, you got to be a strong one to take yourself out for real. Right. You gotta yeah. be strong, right? Like you gotta yeah. be. Like, I don't think a weak person could do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think a weak person could do that. Um, it's sad to know that he felt like that's what he had to do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... He, his car was paid off. His house was paid off. Like, Dang. here I am struggling, you know, to maintain. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and I just... I kept I kept just one thing of his, you know what I mean, in his name. And they didn't, like, the people that knew him for 20 years or whatever didn't even tell me about a funeral service or nothing. It just, oh, he cremated already. Like, dang! Y'all ain't wow. even, you know what I mean? Like, it seemed like after a week, everybody went back to not being human anymore. Mm-hmm. First, they went, oh, if you need time off work or, you know, if you need anything, let us know. And next, the, the week following after that, oh, he cremated already. Like, Dang, that's how y'all just gonna talk about him? You know what I mean? Like that stuff deep, man. Yeah. yeah. So why do you, why do you think he, he killed himself? What, what, what was wrong with what was, 
like I said, he was mostly depressed. I don't know what kind of uh, medicines he was taking. I don't even know why he was so depressed. You know what I mean? He didn't have no kids or anything. He was a gay man, so he, you know what I mean? He, he didn't he didn't have any uh, not that he couldn't have had kids but he, he said he'd been gay since he was a kid so um and that was my homie man i told him some 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 work secrets like the night before you know i was holding it in so much i had nobody to talk to and i was like i can tell him man he ain't gonna tell nobody right yeah and i told him and lo and behold he took it to the grave and literally yeah like i said I miss I miss knowing that I'm gonna see him at work. I miss him calling me and be like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I miss that stuff, man. And was um what what did what did the police say when they came to the to the house? What did they say to you? What questions did they they um, ask? Um, just you know, basic stuff. How old he was, and um. They, they didn't really do too much. They didn't finger. They didn't do. They didn't do much investigation on me, at least. No, not much questioning. Just I don't even know what they're doing. I didn't, I looked at the. I seen them that one time, and I ain't go back upstairs. You know what I mean? Like I was downstairs the entire time, just really just hysterical. It didn't even feel real. Yeah, I can imagine. Boy, that, 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 that had to be a lot. They told me he was definitely dead. You know, I was hoping that he was just unconscious you know by miracle he would be unconscious but mm-hmm. he was definitely dead and it was just heavy man it was just real heavy he could have he could have took out my uncle with my dog too you know what i mean he could have yeah but yep. it wasn't but, about them yep i just yeah he was he was definitely frustrated sounds like this is what the cops told me this is what made it worse i don't he's trying to make it better but apparently uh he had a friend, one of the cops had a friend that he lost a suicide to, and he said that suicide victims usually do it in places where they feel like it's home. Mm. And that I gave him a home. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow, that's, that's gotta be heavy. I think also as a part of it, if he was killed, people who are no longer living, those aren't the ones I worry about because he you know, took his life in your room. He, he's not there. He's, he's no longer there so I wouldn't let that bother you but did you ever think about moving out of there or or, or did you if it's still bothering you I mean some people bothers I mean sometimes I feel delusional you know sometimes I feel like he is here mm-hmm. sometimes I do but I definitely considered moving I could have did an emergency transfer but I didn't know where they were going to move me and I didn't want to be you know, in, in a worse spot in this complex. Because where I'm at is pretty decent, you know, so okay. I was just like, I'll tough it out. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that, t- that takes tremendous strength. So I admire you for being able to share that because that's, that's not something easy to talk about because that's something that, who's prepared for that, you know? I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's got to be a lot, man. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, how, how did you call your 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 mother what did you how would you tell her were you hysterical when you called her she called me because i had to call uh stasia that's my uh second child's mother i had to call her because the gun was in her name i bought it but it was in her name so you know i didn't want them to say oh you you couldn't have it because i had that that misdemeanor on my name so i couldn't buy a gun and i just now got to a point where i can get my record expunged so okay 
uh, I, I'm in the process of doing that. Um, okay. But like I said, it was in her name. So I told her what was going on. She called my mama and my mama called me and my mom. Okay. The police. Wow. So, so how do you, you said it, it kind of left a, a big hole in the same. What kind of gun was it? Uh, FN, little compact FN. Uh, nine millimeter. Oh, is that what the cops have on nine millimeter? Nah, theirs is like Taurus's or uh, I, I don't know, but mine, <laughs> I'm not going to put it on the podcast, but I finally just got it back. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just got it back. It was gone for like almost two months. They was doing the investigations or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about guns now? Do you think um, <clears throat> guns are bad or they say guns kill people or is it people who can't fight have guns? What, what is what's your take on it? Man, people who can't, who people who lost the spirit, I, this new generation don't. They scared to get embarrassed. They scared to be recorded. You know, they scared to get a little scratch. They scared to lose. So instead of all that, they just take care of their problem the best way they see fit. And I'm not gonna say I disagree or, or agree with it. I just think if y'all on the same page, if somebody y'all can fight it out, then so be it. Why people always gotta die? Um, but I don't think that guns are bad per se. I think people are irresponsible and forget and sometimes people just treat guns like they toys yeah Yeah. i personally don't like guns man i see people have become a different character when they have that weapon they have a power Mm it just seemed like surreal a friend of mine he he was a drug dealer and he told me about he said the first night he was he was working he's working a 12-hour shift he said they gave him a gun and he said, man, when he gave me that gun, he said the power just kind of, he said, I felt like I was a god. He said, I felt like I was invincible. I wasn't worried about nothing no more that whole night. He said, I was good, man. He said, anybody want some smoke? I was ready, man. He yeah. said, he, he found himself talking to people differently when they walk up to him. Like, what you, what you doing out here? He said, it just became different. He yeah. said, when he don't have his gun, he's able to, to be a more calmer person. So, you know, one of my favorite books tells me, live by the sword, die by the sword. So I try to I try to avoid them, but you know, Second Amendment gives people their rights, so I definitely can. You know, I think they got different reasons for carrying it. Like if I carry it, it's just because I don't know what somebody gonna be on. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. look for trouble, but I noticed that some people might try you just because it's that it's that time of the day. You know what I mean? So right, yeah, and yeah. I, and I got yeah. a family to make it home too, so I, I don't start trouble and just. I'm always cool though. You know what I mean? Like I'm cool. Like, bro, even if you thought you was about to rob me, we can talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like come on like, upstairs. Let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's play the play the PS5. Let's just see what's going on. I remember having a dream one time one time and I was getting robbed in my dream. And I'm like, bro, I'm really cool, bro. You ain't even gotta rob me. You can kind of just get this stuff just be about cool people, just being cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. I had one of those dreams one time. Like, I'm really like out the way, man. I, I don't care. You just going to look cool and stay in a holster, and hopefully it can stay that way. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't go looking for trouble. I'm just paranoid. I live in the hood. You know what I mean? Like you never know what somebody can be on. And as a kid, we've gotten our house broken into before. It's not gonna happen to me. I got a lot of stuff to lose. You know what I mean? School yes. equipment, studio equipment, all kinds of electronics. Like I'm cool. Like just my livelihood. You know. Mm-hmm. So, my dog here. I like, remember I'm somebody shoot my dog just because he's barking at him on, from the other side of the fence. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Not I had a, um, when I was getting one of my houses built one time, I moved in the ghetto 
<clears throat> to, you know, three months while they were finished up the house, an apartment over there. And some, they told me I was supposed to move to the second, third floor. And I was like, cool, I ain't even worried about it. I ain't even renters insurance. I'm up there, I'm good. So dudes, I moved in with the U-Haul today. He said, I'm sorry, your apartment ain't ready. We had some problems, but I can move you in the first floor in the apartment down here. I had no choice, man. I got the U-Haul truck out there. I said, fine. He said, I give you two months free rent. I should have knew something was up then. I moved all my stuff in. I waited to midnight to move it in because, you know, I was in the ghetto. I was expecting third floor. Man, they robbed me the next week. Took all my stuff, vacuumed the carpet on their way out. Had stuff looking good. Cop come over to me, he said, it's your fault you got robbed. He said, you was trying to live like a king in the hood. So I said, okay. And I didn't even get mad, man. I just said, you know what? It was just my turn. Somebody gonna get robbed every day. So this was just my turn. I didn't have no mega fans. I didn't have no renter's insurance, nothing. I probably lost about 15,000 in that hit, but that's cool. I made it back. I made it back, but I just, I can't be mad at nobody for doing what they think is right. If, if you believe it, you gotta do it. But I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to grow, man. That's all you can do. So it's a life we lead, but. But all right, uh, again, we're talking with uh, Mr. DeMonte Walters out of Indianapolis, Indiana on the What's Up Award podcast. Mr. Uh, Walters, is there anything else you want to share with us before we end this uh, this show? Anything you want to uh, tell us about what you, about you the person, uh, who you are, or what you do? I am an upcoming artist first. I mm. am definitely planning to be a game changer through music, through art, through love, you know, whatever. Through comedy, to gang banger or game changer, game changer. Oh, okay, okay. I, just can't <laughs> I don't do that. Crips, I don't know people, but I don't judge them. I just, I love them. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, basically, I, I, I have uh, a few few content pages. I got Instagram, TikTok, my own YouTube channel. Um, mm. They are all, all by OG Nova Kane, and that's Kane with a K. So you can always find me <clears throat> looking that up anywhere. I'm streaming on uh, every musical platform as well. Uh, I'm just trying to build a network with people. I want, I want, I want to have a, a, a session where I accept Q and A questions from mm. uh, people, and, and you know, shout them out one as I read, the, pull the question from a hat or something. And, um, I just yes. want people to get to know me better. They can ask me any random question they want to or personal questions, I'm going to answer it. You know, um, I'm supposed to be doing this with my brother, but I'm the only one that's taking this this step, it seems like right now. But I, I, don't, I don't think people, people want to know who you are. So if they got questions, they can always find me on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You know, Tell us that... that- the website again. I want to make sure that everybody heard that clearly. Well, the websites, like, the uh, name. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, no, no, the actual name, the spelling out of. Oh, it, OG Nova K. OG. Oh, yeah, OG by itself. You know, capital letters. Uh, then Nova Kane is one word. N O V A K A N E. Yep. And they can find On all me platforms everywhere. What does that mean, OG Novocaine? What does that mean? Anything or just? You know, when I first started making music, I used to call myself, I didn't even have a name at first. And then uh, I turned myself into King Nova. And, mm. and obviously I felt like a king. And Nova, like super, I, I equate that word Nova with like supernovas, like fires, like how supernovas look when they ex, like explode, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful, they beautiful disasters. 
Um, so, but I end up my OG Novocaine was an alias at first, and then I end up switching it as I got older because I started feeling like a young OG. And, okay. Okay. And then uh, also, it's interchangeable. It's interchangeable. Like only God, you know, only God got the power to get me places. It's what OG also stands for. You know, okay. uh, only God can do this, you know, so. Right, right, yeah. And then Nova Kane, same thing applies, just a stronger version of that supernova. Kane, gotcha. you know, Kane, like, remember that? Yeah. So yeah, like fire, like just beautiful, beautiful, just beautiful, man. But like, always right. coming with that heat, always coming with it. Gotta have that heat. Um, yeah. Is anybody want to send a shout out to before we, before we wrap this up, hit my final thoughts? Uh, um. Man, shout out to my OG for, you know, guiding me into becoming the man I am today. And she still, she still be on my case. Like I'm still living with her, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, shout yeah, out right. to for having me on the show. I definitely appreciate yes, sir. it. I enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. Definitely have you come back. We have you uh, get down with us when we interview uh, another couple of uh, people. You can do a, uh, I'm doing a, a racism podcast soon, and I'm gonna invite you back. There's gonna be several people on the panel, and we're just gonna talk about life and just kick it like that. So I think you'd be a great uh, guest on that. So I'm gonna have you back on that as well. All right. Shout out Black Excellence. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, let me go ahead and give my final thoughts. My final thoughts are real simple this time. I'm just going to say this, encourage everybody that talking things out often leads to better communication and healthier relationships. Remember, everyone has a story to tell. We just want to know yours. Again, we thank our special guest, Mr. Walters, on behalf of the What's Up Award podcast. And everybody out there, have a good one. Peace.